1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for two and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/withamex. AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. AT&T.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. All right, so bear with me. No LeVar Arrington. No Brady Quinn. It's just Jonas Knox. But we will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. The guys will be back coming up tomorrow and on Friday. But you got me solo until uh, for the next couple hours here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10000 thousand recommended installers tire rack.com the way tire buying should be all right so we could see the return of a super bowl champion very very soon very very soon now you're asking yourself what super bowl champion are we talking about talking about odell beckham jr no 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 there's already uh they've already thrown some water on that fire all right it's already that's uh, the the smoke is in the air And they're already starting to realize, oh, no, Eldale Beckham Jr. has got a little bit of an injury issue, and so he may not be ready anytime soon. But there is somebody out there. It's one of the big names that's been floated out there that's kind of been hovering. You've seen him on TV all season long, and that somebody is Sean Payton. So Sean Payton, and I think everybody felt like it was going to be a quick venture into broadcasting before he makes his return to coaching, He's made no bones about it. Like he, he eventually wants to get back into coaching. He eventually wants to get back out there. And wouldn't you know, he's talking about it now more publicly than ever with all of a sudden jobs starting to open up, potential jobs starting to open up around the National Football League. And so Sean Payton was on the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray. Tom Brady's a part of it. Larry Fitzgerald's a part of it. And he talked about the potential of making a return to the NFL as a head coach.
0: I think sooner than later, I, I really enjoy the, the current job I have. But I think relative <laughs> to coaching, though, I know that I want to coach again. And and I, it's not really been a, a secret, but I want to find the right spot. And as Tom alluded to, you know, it's still about the people. Because uh, when it's all done and it's quiet, it, it, I, I don't think it's the the, the money or the crowd cheers or the trophies or any of that other stuff. I think it's about the, the journey with the people that you really enjoy. And so, um, so we'll kind of see what happens, but sooner than later though, Jim, in fairness to that question, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, if not this year, hopefully next year.
2: So when he says it's all about the people, look, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I will say that I'm pretty sure he had a great relationship with the people of new Orleans and he's no longer there. So when he says people, I think he probably means it's all about the quarterback. But let's just be honest here. Like Nick Saban talked about this. Saban, people dismiss Nick Saban time in the NFL as a head coach with the Dolphins. And they go, well, you know, it it didn't really work out. Look, you, you talk to some people who played for Saban, they loved him. Like Jason Taylor still talks about Nick Saban, love playing for him and Saban actually did have some success in Miami. It wasn't it wasn't a complete disaster. It wasn't like the Urban Meyer situation where, you know, he, he was one and done, didn't even make it through the season and then you had all these videos and allegations and all this other crap that came out. No, no, no. Like Saban had some success there, but he he didn't have the quarterback. Like Drew Brees was in the building. Like they, they they thought about it and then they decided, no, his shoulder's too much of an issue. So we're going to move in a different direction and we're going to bring in, you know, Dante Culpepper and then we'll just kind of go from there. And you saw what happened. Drew Brees went on to win a Super Bowl, went on to have a whole bunch of success and be a Hall of Famer and, you know, may or may not have been struck by lightning last week. Who knows? We're still waiting for reports on that and confirmation. But Nick Saban has talked about it and said, yeah, once we couldn't figure out the quarterback, it it was like you know what are we supposed to do? And so an opportunity opened up at a top tier program in college football. He went and took it, and the rest is history. There, but it was all about the quarterback. Like Sean Payton can say, it's all about the relationships and the people around you, et cetera, et cetera. But let let's be honest, it's all about the quarterback. If it, I mean, why didn't he stay in New Orleans then? Why not try and make it work with Jameis Winston or maybe Andy Dalton when he comes in or or turn Taysom Hill into an every-down quarterback? Like It's about the quarterback. And so with that being said, if it's about the quarterback, could you not pick a better offseason to be a big fish out there in the coaching world than right now for Sean Payton? Because think about it like this. What are the potential openings? If it's about the quarterback, what are some openings you look at? Carolina doesn't apply. Carolina tried to figure out their quarterback situation. They took a weird approach, though. The Panthers took a weird approach. They took the approach of, let's go ahead and let's bring guys that didn't work out elsewhere and see if we can be the solution. And it didn't work. And then when Deshaun Watson's name was thrown out there, Carolina refused to guarantee the, the back half of that contract. And that's why Deshaun Watson, part of the reason why he ended up in Cleveland. Carolina wasn't willing to cave on, on the, an extra two years of guaranteed money. And so now you're sitting and you're watching the Carolina Panthers and you look at it and go, well, maybe that wouldn't make any sense for Sean Payton to want to go to Carolina. And maybe he also doesn't want to be in the same division as the Saints. Yeah, that, that wouldn't really apply. And then you look at some other options that are out there. Like Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, I, I think he's been dead to rights in Denver for weeks. So you got the potential of working with Russell Wilson. That would be appealing. Say whatever you want about Russell Wilson, a little bit of a weirdo, tries too hard, you know, probably burned some bridges with some teammates this year, probably shouldn't have his own office. All the other stuff, the TikTok videos. It's again, kind of a weirdo. You know, not not maybe not the most authentic guy in the world, but Russell Wilson is a Hall of Famer. Sean Payton's looking at that going, okay, I I could deal with that. I'll figure out a way to make that work. And undersized quarterback that Sean Payton's had success with before. What about Arizona? Say whatever you want about Kyler Murray. If that job opens up, Kyler Murray's got a ton of talent, and they are loaded on offense. They've got talent for days on offense. Like, it's obvious to everybody who watches a game. It's why Patrick Peterson made the comments he made on his podcast. It's obvious to anybody who watches Arizona Cardinal games. You look at it and you go, yeah, something's not right. Like, it doesn't, like, like something about what's happening there doesn't make any sense. Like, those guys, I, mean, I know they were picked and paired together when they were brought in, but it just it, it doesn't add up. But Kyler Murray's talented, and the offense has a ton of talent there. And then there's the one that I think, if Sean Payton sees the opportunity open up, he would absolutely jump at. And it's the LA Chargers. It feels like Brandon Staley is coaching for his job the rest of the way. Barring a playoff appearance, and I would argue they're probably going to need to win a game, I could absolutely see the Chargers making a move and I could absolutely see Sean Payton looking at that and going, that's the one. 100%. And it's not the craziest thing in the world to think that the Chargers make the playoffs and they move on from their head coach. See Marty Schottenheimer back in 06. That team was 14 and 2. They were loaded. They went to the playoffs. They lost a heartbreaker to the Patriots and Marty Schottenheimer got fired. And you had players that never forgave that organization for it. So the Chargers are sitting there and they've got this coach who's supposed to be a defensive specialist. The defense has struggled. He's had some questionable decisions going forward on fourth down. And I like Brandon Staley. I like him a lot. I think, look, if he gets fired, he's going to be picked up as a D coordinator somewhere in a hurry. But It's kind of like the Nathaniel Hackett thing where you've seen errors and mistakes and game management decisions made and they've played out publicly and they've been a topic of conversation. You know, like the the game last year, well, you know, we were going for a win, but it was like, dude, if you play for a tie, you're getting to the playoffs and what are you doing here? And you've seen it a couple of times this year. The most egregious one was against Cleveland. They're at midfield. It's a fourth and one. And instead of punting the ball away, and making Jacoby Brissett and the Browns' offense, who had been struggling throughout the course of the day at times, instead of making them drive the length of the field to try and win that game with under a minute left, you go for it on fourth and one and you get stopped, and the only reason you won that game is because Cade York mixed, missed the kick? Had that game gone differently and the Browns won that game? I, like Who the hell knows what the conversations would be like. like? There's whispers about Brandon Staley, but it hasn't gotten to the level of Nathaniel Hackett. I think it absolutely would be at the level of Nathaniel Hackett had the Browns won that game. So you've got all that played out. And if you're Sean Payton and it's about the relationships, which is code for it's about the quarterback. How the hell would you not see the chargers and not want to work with a guy like Justin Herbert and the talent he's got and the ability he's got and everything surrounding him. That feels like the spot. So when Sean Payton says, well, you know, it's about the relationships and it's about the people you work with. Dude, it's about the quarterback. Like, like that's just, I mean, those are the facts. It's about the quarterback. Like, you go to Atlanta. Like, I mean, look, Marcus Mariota, from all accounts, is the nicest guy in the world. I mean, if Sean Payton had his opportunity to work with Marcus Mariota or Justin Herbert, who do you think he's working with? Come on. Like, so it, it, it makes sense. But if there was an offseason for Sean Payton to want to get back in the game and if he's looking around going like I don't want to have what happened towards my the t- the end of my run in New Orleans and what Saban had to deal with in Miami, I got to find a quarterback. If that's the case, the Chargers make all the sense in the world. But it's the perfect offseason because if those jobs open up, you get a Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson. You get Kyler Murray, who's got a ton of talent. And then you know how everybody feels about Justin Herbert. Those are the moves to make. And it feels like Sean Payton's going to be back coaching in the NFL coming up this season. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. It's two pros and a cup of joe on FSR from the tire Rack.com studios. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's coming up next. There is a major change that is taking place in the world of football. It is a major change taking place. You have seen it. You've witnessed it. We will discuss the very latest on that. It's next here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Two
2: pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox with you here. No LeVar, no Brady. They'll be back. Don't worry about it. They'll be back tomorrow, Friday. Everything's going to be fine. little solo edition here on a Wednesday as we take you all the way up until 9 Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, by the way, coming up in, we'll call it about 10 minutes from now, there's going to be a test done. A test in the NFL. There's a lot. Now, you are involved in this test because many of you have spoken up. Many of you have been very, very blunt and brutally honest about your evaluation of somebody in the National Football League. And it's going to be put to the test coming up here in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, any first responder will tell you never try to beat a train. After breaking, it could take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop because trains can't. So I was uh, I was thinking about this. I remember back in the day, long time ago. There used to be pagers. Right? So back before cell phones, you'd have like a you'd have a pager, a beeper if you will. And it would clip on to like your uh your your hip. You know, almost like uh like, you know, in, in the old days they would have a, a sidearm, you know, they'd have a handgun there. But like for a lot of us we had this pager. And so if you wanted to get a hold of somebody, it was like the, the latest, greatest technology. You didn't have to be a doctor anymore. All you had to have was this little pager and it would buzz and you get a phone number and you would read the phone number and then you'd find a phone and call that phone number. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, they would just hit you up on your, on your beep or your pager. It was great. And all of a sudden cell phones came along and you realize... Yeah, that's a much better option. You know, you know what I don't I don't want to do. I don't want to get beeped while I'm driving somewhere, and I, and I got to pull off and find a pay phone, or find some restaurant, or or you know con somebody into letting me use their phone. And God forbid you got a little message on your pager that said nine one one, and it was an emergency, and you call, and it's just your buddy saying, "Hey, we're out of beer." It's like, dude, what do you think I am? Like, why why do you, I, that's where I was going. Like so that was like, that like back in the day, like pagers were it. And then cell phones came along. I was like, well, you don't, I mean, who, who needs that? Get, get rid of that crap. Why did a buddy who really held on to the pager for a little too long? It's a true story. This guy, his logic made sense, but then there was just a reality to his situation that at a certain point he had to just come to grips with and move forward. Because his thought was, why do I need to get a cell phone? I said, well, dude, everybody has a cell phone. Just get a cell phone. It's easier. You don't have to stop and, like, borrow a phone. No, no, no. If if somebody gets a hold of me or they want to get a hold of me, I'll just use your phone to call them. It's like, okay, I I get it. And it's probably a little cheaper, but, like, come on. Like, you you, got to get, I mean, you got to get with the times. And eventually he realized, yeah, you know, it's worth paying the extra little bit of money to try and get a cell phone. And then you just go from there and you realize, well, there's text messaging, there's everything involved, and all of that stuff just sort of disappears into the background. So the reason I say that is because that's happening in the world of football, and there's some people who really want to hold on to the past, and at a certain point, you're just going to realize, is what it is. And that time and that era is gone. And that's happening in the world of college football. Like... You don't have to be the biggest fan of the transfer portal or NIL. And listen, I agree with you getting an education for free. There's a lot of value in that. No student debt. No, like like all of that. Like there's a ton of value in all that. I totally agree with you. And the fact that you're giving players money before they've actually proven themselves at the college level. Like, I mean, look, I understand. It seems a little odd, seems a little strange, it, it, like I, I'm with you. But at a certain point, you can no longer bitch about it. It's just, it is what it is. And so when you see the numbers that have been thrown out there, like we were talking about it with Brady yesterday on the, phone, on, on, on the show yesterday, and Brady was saying, look, I mean, we're talking like in the, th- uh, in the thousands. We've seen like in the thousands guys entering the transfer portal. And some of them find homes, and some of them don't. And some of them can come back, and some of them can't. But well, you're seeing like all of these, and these are guys that have started big time games that were big time recruits that all of a sudden, a year, two years later, they're in another spot. Like, remember, Brew McCoy? Brew McCoy transferred like five times. Like, one minute he was at USC, the next minute he was at Texas, and then he went back to USC, and then he was in Tennessee. Like, I think I was watching the Tennessee-Alabama game, and Brew McCoy made a catch late in that game, like a big catch that helped Tennessee win that game. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, he's on Tennessee now? What, what happened to USC? Like, what wasn't he part of it? Like, you're, so you're seeing all of this stuff happen in college football, and if you're one of these people out there that is like, ah, I don't like it. I don't like it. This is problematic. Look, you cannot like it all you want. It's here. Like, it's here. And it's not changing. These guys have got options now. They now understand their value. The, the fact is, a lot of these universities and the TV deal and the money that's been made off of it and, you know, all of that. Like, you listen, players in certain places have gotten the shaft a little bit for a long time. So now there's an opportunity to make their money. Now you've got this transfer portal. You've opened up options. Look, coaches can leave. Like, coaches can walk away. They can sell your kid on coming to school, and you got to be here, and you got to come here, and this is the play. We want you here, and, and, and we'll do this together. And then, you know, 15 minutes later... A school at a better destination has an opening for a job, and all of a sudden that coach has got to call those players back and call them into a conference room and say, listen, it's not you, it's me. The opportunity was too good. We... So, like, this has always been out there. Players used to have to sit out a year. Remember that one? If a player wanted to transfer to another Division I program, they'd have to sit out for a year. So now you're in a place where, and there's going to be issues. There's already been issues. Or maybe some players aren't getting the money they thought they'd be making. Or maybe they want to enter the transfer portal and then they get to a spot and they realize, well, this isn't the, the place I thought it would be, so I'd like to go back. And maybe they, there's no room for it. Like, there's going to be issues. But you remember the first time you got a cell phone? There were certain spots where you couldn't even make a call. How many bars you got? I only got one. Damn. All right, when you get to two, give me a call back. Like, So there's going to be issues. There's going to be stuff that pops up but it's not going anywhere. And so when you see the numbers and how many more players have entered the portal, now that they've changed the timelines and opened things up and given them the opportunity to like, if you're one of those people that's still holding out and still complaining about it, I I don't know what to tell you. You're like one of those people that was still holding out on. We don't need more than four teams in the college football playoff. Dude, follow the numbers. The money's there. We're talking billions of dollars. You didn't think college football was going to expand the playoff. Look, I was one of them. I was one, I was one of them who said, look, they don't need more than four teams. We know who the four best teams are. Let's just let's make it a four-team playoff and let's go. And then I said, well, look, if they want to make it six teams, give the first two a bye week, and then, you know, then maybe it would make some sense. And I was like, well, if we want to do eight, and then finally I just realized it's a waste of time. There's too much money involved. It's already heading in that direction. I'm not going to hold on to the past because I I refuse to acknowledge that everything's changing around me. So we're going to get a 12-team playoff. You've got the transfer portal. You've got NIL. Look, I love college football growing up. It's not even close to being the same thing anymore. Not even close. But if you think about it, does it really change who you root for? Like I mean, if if you're a fan of Alabama and you lose a five star recruit, he goes somewhere else. I mean, are you really going to stop rooting for Alabama because they lost that recruit? Like really? Especially college football. Like go to a college football game. Like the like it, at, a, at a certain point, it doesn't matter. And if they're there, they're going to be there for what two, three, maybe four years tops. Five. In Sean Clifford's case, at Penn State, twenty eight. You know, like look, there, there's some there's some exceptions. But I just think I'm seeing a lot of people go. Well, this is a bad look for college football. And there's too many players out there, and this is out of control. And it, dude, it is what it is. You can either hold on to the past, and you can you can accept the new reality. By the way, Eddie, you happen to take a look at uh, what's on TV two? Believe it's TV two. One of the uh, one of the favorites on this show. Uh, Michael of, Douglas. That is right. Yeah. That is correct. The goat. <laughs> I think that is the uh, second romancing the stone movie. I think. Wait, Um, were there two? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? I think it's the Jewel of the Nile, I believe. Oh, yeah, because I remember the first one, um, the guy who was, was he the driver? I remember he was the driver and he kept grabbing his crotch. Like, in one of the movies, in Romancing the Stone, I'm telling you, like, that sounds weird. And why I would remember that, I just remember he kept, he, like, he always was, every time he spoke, he would always grab
1: his crotch. Well, you do have a fascination with crotches.
2: Well, no, nah, listen, Eddie, that, that's a reckless right. statement. What no, is it right. isn't. It, it's, that's it's why you were movie. chosen
1: to do that uh, That read about, you know, respecting your uh, groin
2: region. I, there. Listen. There's I, nobody does it better in radio. I've heard other people try it. <sighs> I'm telling you you're, you, you're the one. You know, speaking of which, Eddie... It is time to stop treating your groins like junk. Introducing the Gillette Intimate Pubic Hair Trimmer. It's a gentle and easy shave from America's number one trusted men's grooming brand. Show your pubic region some respect with Gillette Intimate. The best a man can get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Respect. Uh, and and about uh, that is that is correct. Uh, that is that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of us could use all the help we could get. Um, all right. So <laughs> in, in about uh, 12 minutes from now, we're going to hand out our midweek awards here on the air. Every day, t- Wednesday tradition, no Lavar, no Brady, but I'll, I'll do the heavy lifting here on this show. So we'll hand out some midweek awards uh, here on Fox sports radio. All right. So something's going to be put to the test. All right. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. And a lot of you are involved in this. A lot of you listening have had a lot of takes out there. There's a lot of people in media who have had a lot of takes out there because the reports say, according to Kyle Shanahan and out of San Francisco, that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to need surgery for Liz Frank. Like there was some speculation that uh, Aunt Liz and Uncle Frank visited Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. That apparently is not the case. If it was, he'd for sure be out for the season. But the speculation is it could be seven to eight weeks and that he could be back. For the playoffs. So if they make a little bit of a deep run in the postseason, there's a chance Jimmy Garoppolo could be back. Now, if you're wondering, well, what does the path look like for the 49ers? They are an overwhelming favorite to make the playoffs. They're also a pretty heavy favorite to win that division. And so the 49ers, who are perfect in their division, so they, they've got you know a big advantage when it comes to tiebreakers, if it comes down to that. They've got Tampa Bay coming up this next weekend. Who the hell knows? You've got Brock Purdy, a quarterback. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, with a, a week to prepare to be a starter, maybe he looks even better than he looked. And Tampa Bay has been a little bit up and down. We're not quite sure. Then you're at Seattle. That's obviously a massive game for San Fran. And then you've got Washington. You're at the Raiders, who are much better. And you've got the Cardinals to finish up the season. So Washington's trying to be a playoff team. The Raiders are much better now than they were three, four weeks ago before Derek Carr decided to cry after a game. And then you've got the Arizona Cardinals, and who the hell knows where they're going to be at at that point in time. But the point is, it's not exactly a shoo-in that San Francisco's going to make this deep run. Like, I mean it's not like you can say well I like them in all these games okay but you you don't know what Brock Purdy is you have no idea what he is as a quarterback just because you saw him come in and spot duty against the Dolphins and play pretty well doesn't mean that that's applicable to the rest of the season that's why I I believe the Baker Mayfield stuff was legitimate and if he was available and went unclaimed I absolutely think the Niners would take a look at him but here's what we're going to get we're going to find out whether or not the opinion of many people on Jimmy Garoppolo is actually correct. Because everything you've been told is he's a product of the system. He's a Kyle Shanahan guy. If not for Kyle Shanahan or the pieces around him, Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't have nearly the success that he's had. It's all about the system. That's what we've been told. Anybody could do it. Anybody could make that throw. Anybody could have success. We've been told by a lot of people. I've been told by a lot of people, Jimmy Garoppolo is overrated. Jimmy Garoppolo's a niner right now because nobody else wanted him. And Jimmy Garoppolo's only playing because of injury. And that Jimmy Garoppolo can be easily replaced and anybody could do what Garoppolo does. Okay? So we're going to see. I mean, Brock Purdy, he's Mr. Irrelevant. There's a lot of people who walked away from that game on Sunday and said, yeah, just because you lost your starting quarterback, did you see Mr. Irrelevant in the draft? The Iowa State great, Brock Purdy? I mean, come on. There's still a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I disagree. I-, I think this completely damages their Super Bowl chances. And so the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo coming back seven to eight weeks from now and maybe you get him back for the playoffs, like, okay, you may not even be around at that point, but okay, We've been told Jimmy Garoppolo is a product of the system. So now we're going to find out. Because while you expect that that's the case, and while everybody wants to point to that, here's all I know. If anybody can do it, and Jimmy Garoppolo is easily replaceable, how come when Jimmy Garoppolo's starting for the Niners, Kyle Shanahan's record is 20 games over 500? And when Jimmy Garoppolo is not starting for the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's record is 20 games under 500. I'm just curious. Is that a small sample size? I mean, how many years are we looking at here? Like, those are facts. Like, he's over 20 games above 500 with Garoppolo as a starting quarterback and, like, 20 games under 500 without him. Those are facts. So, like, a lot of this stuff's going to get put to the test again here because when you say this, people want to dismiss it and go, "Oh, come on. I mean, you see that throw. I mean, you see – I mean, uh, really, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, look at that. That ball should have been picked off. That one should have been intercepted. That one – All right. I mean, you want want to talk about should have been intercepted? How about that throw from Matt Stafford in the NFC title game? That guy from the Niners catches that ball? We're not having any discussion about a Rams Super Bowl. We're talking about – Niners-Bengals in the Super Bowl like it's 1989 all over again. Like, those are facts. Like, if you want to talk about what could have happened, should have been this, if not for this, and if you want to play that game, we can play that game all day long in the NFL. But the reality is, Kyle Shanahan's record with Jimmy G and without him is the complete opposite. So for everybody that says, anybody could do this, product of the system, look, whenever he's in there, they make deep runs. They're either in a Super Bowl or in a conference championship game, or they win a bunch of games. And that isn't just a four-game stretch, a five-game stretch. Dude, he's been there like, what, five, six years, something like that? He's been there a long time. We've, we've got enough evidence now that it's not just coincidental. So we're going to find out. Because everybody is still really high on the Niners, not only making the playoffs, but being a legitimate team because of all those pieces around them. And I think we're going to find out missing Garoppolo is a much bigger deal than a lot of people anticipated. Jonas Knox, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next, it is a Wednesday tradition. We're going to hand out some awards, some midweek awards, and it's yours right here on
0: FSR.
2: People at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at oreillyauto.com/2pros. That's oreillyauto.com/2pros.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
2: Yeah! Let's go, Berno. Yeah! Tamales. Tamales. Let's go. Tequila. <laughs> it is two pros and a cup of Joe here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jonas Knox, you're flying solo until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, six o'clock Pacific. Hey, by the way, did I tell you. Um, so my wife's family's Christmas Eve they do this big rager in uh in Oxnard. And so it's uh some would call it an Oxnard. But they do this big rager where they have everybody over and it's I mean, it's the works. It's pasole, it's tamales. They have that um that warm drink.
1: Yeah, that's every Mexican household on yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, and it's you like
2: could you could put like uh you could put tequila in it. The other one that they drink is uh Sprite and tequila. Or not not Sprite, it's um It's a squirt. Squirt and tequila. That's That's another one. So they, you know, we're we're over there last year, and I remember washing my hands, and I look up in the windowsill, and I just see Don Julio bottle, Cuervo bottle, all empties, and then just like an Our Lady of Guadalupe statue, (laughs) and and Jesus, and a crucifix. And I'm like, okay, well, this is uh, that's how it's done. So listen, everybody's getting fired up for it, man. Have you made tamales yet? Not yet. Next, that weekend, happening? Next, Next weekend, probably. Next weekend? Yeah. What a pain in the ass. Yeah, that is correct. It's is, a lot of work. Is it the masa that's the hardest part, trying to get that done? No. Well, m- my mom, just she just goes to the store and uh, buys it uh, made already because it's just too much work. Yeah, it is. But she used to make it from, from, from scratch, but not anymore. Yeah. It is a lot, man. Like uh so uh for those of you out there that are like, uh, hey, give me some tamales, just understand how much work actually goes in to get us some tamales. Right. There's a reason why it's a season only, it's not <laughs> year round. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're not doing it in April. Hey, happy Easter. Can we get some tamales? Hell no. <laughs> no. No, in uh, not-so-polite language. All right, so um want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms
0: apply. There are some good things that happen, and there's some bad, and then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for Good bad
1: and ugly.
2: Alright, lead to lap. Not even going to ask you who's got what this week. Just set up the categories and let's fire off.
1: Well, as we do each and every week, even without uh, LeVar and Brady, we start with the good. Jonas, what is good? Alright, so the good
2: is we are starting to identify the top tier, the top of the food chain in the NFL and it feels to me like we got five teams that can win a Super Bowl. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, I would say the Eagles and the Cowboys. Those feel like the teams to me. You can have whoever you want after that, but I'll take my chances. Because if I look at it, those are the teams that feel like to me they've started to separate themselves a little bit from the NFL. Cincinnati is rolling. And with the Lamar Jackson injury, Cincinnati, I think, could be a real problem. They clearly have something with Kansas City. And when you get all the experience from Cincinnati making the deep run they did last year, we know how the Bills are. The Bills coming off three straight, in essence, road wins. You know, the game getting moved Thanksgiving last week against the pay, Like all of that stuff. It feels like and we know what Philadelphia has done all year long. It feels like we're starting to get some separation. So for me, that's the good this week.
1: Can't have good without the bad. What's bad this week? Oh, the
2: Houston Texans. Jesus Christ, are they awful. My God, not only are they awful, but your former quarterback shows up and you didn't even sell the place out. Like I thought if, if there was going to be a game, everybody would show up to, to try and show their displeasure. Cause look, we can all say, no, we want positive in life. We want the positive. Let me tell you something. You know, it's easier to do. Tell somebody what you don't like than it is what you like. Ever had that discussion with somebody? Hey, what do you feel like eating? I don't know. You pick. Well, I mean, what do you feel like? I'm not quite sure. But then you throw something out and they immediately reject it. What about Mexican food? No, 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 no. Come on. It's too heavy. All right. Well, you said anything. I pick. I throw something out. You're not interested. Like, they they had no interest in going to that game. Nah, we you know we're not going to boo this guy. Never mind the fact that he completely alienated our organization even before all the stuff came out of him going to the grab lab and all the visits he had at the you know like even before all that stuff, he signed an extension, signed to be there long term, and then quit on the franchise. And you won't even show up and boo the guy. Just they have there's just no interest whatsoever. They are an awful franchise.
1: That is pretty bad. But what's worse? What is ugly this week, Jonas?
2: I mean, the reindeer antlers on cars grow up. What are we doing here, dude? With the
1: sticking out legs sticking out of the trunk. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> like, like, those are worse than truck nuts. Because at least truck nuts are so ridiculous and so egregious. And at least you got, no, no pun intended, the balls to drive around with truck nuts. But the antlers on the car really, like... Like hey, I I I'm a reindeer. No you're not. You're you're some crummy, you know, Volvo. Who needs an oil change? And you got fake antlers hanging out of the side of your car. It just the whole thing is odd. And then like some of them will put like the the uh, the Rudolph red nose on the on the hood ornament. It's like what are we doing? Come on, man. Like I'm all about like you want to wear an ugly Christmas sweater. You want to wear a Santa hat during the season. All right. You want to you know walk around with those lights that are a necklace and kind of let them shine up. And you want to get one of those a Christmas story. Uh, you know, a uh, coffee mugs or. You want to get what Clark Griswold, uh, you know, like the antlers that he drank eggnog out of. Listen, it's fun. Who doesn't like the holidays? Stocking stuffers everywhere you look. I get all that. But the antlers on the car could grow up, right? It doesn't look good. People don't think you're cool. And in fact, if I were you, and, and look, I'm not trying to be reckless here, but if you see somebody at a stoplight and they've got antlers on their car and they're sitting next to you, I would throw on your wipers honestly like splash somebody throw on your wipers and let it be known it's a bad look all right nobody needs to disgrace their car by driving around pretending like they're some fake animal i don't even think reindeers exist and if they do they certainly don't have a, a, a shiny red nose what a joke all right so that's this week's edition of the good
1: Debate yeah the, the, red, the red nose on the front of the trunk is, what are we doing here, the hood is, bad.
2: It's, uh, look, it's the whole thing's terrible Get a pair of truck nuts. Be an adult for once.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 oh,